Welcome to the 15th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. We are Bill Carmody and Charlie Jett, certified positive intelligence coaches whose clients include individuals, businesses, and business teams. In fact, Bill is a co-founder of the highly popular positive intelligence, or PQ as we'll call it, coaching program along with the creator of the positive intelligence concept, Shirzad Shamin. Bill is also has the honor of being the first coach to be certified in positive intelligence. So he's number one. Now in the last 10 episodes, other certified positive intelligence coaches and I discussed saboteurs, the judge and the other nine accomplice saboteurs. But as you might suspect, these characters aren't content to work alone. More often than not, they gang up on you or they double their fun while tripling your misery. Now in this episode, Bill and I will focus on pulling some of them all together and what happens when these sinister characters work as tag team partners. So welcome, Bill, it's great to have you. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, it's a pleasure. You know, in a typical coach scenario, Bill, a client is often troubled by a saboteur that is shouting loudly from the left side of his or her or their brain. In fact, that phenomenon is the basis for positive intelligence coaching. And as I mentioned in our previous 10 episodes, different certified positive intelligence coaches and I discussed and gave examples and stories about how individual saboteurs appear and how they affect individuals. So in your experience, Bill, and the experience of clients you've had without naming names, give us some examples of how and why these individual saboteurs rear their ugly heads, you know, like the judge, the stickler, the avoider, and so forth. Just story examples of, uh, of, of, of some of these tag team phenomena. You know, I, I, what I, I was really thinking about the sort of tag team piece, and I'll tell you my own personal example here was I had built and exited two multi-million dollar marketing agencies. And the very first one, I had 75 employees. We got up to $25 million in revenue, which is amazing. And I will tell you what drove me was my controller combined with my hyperachiever. Uh-huh. Those two tag teams, well, I, and, and originally when I first got this with Shirzad, I said, what, hang on a second. They helped me. Look at what <laughs> I did. I built, like I had 75 jobs coming out of this. I got millions of dollars in revenue. Like, how can this be a bad thing? And then a simple thing dawned on me. Wow, none of the 75 people I worked with am I still in touch with now. Think about that. Interesting. So my controller, and my hyperachiever helped me generate 75 jobs and 25 million in annual revenue at the cost of the relationships with those people. Well, absolutely. You know, when you listen to the lies of the saboteurs from time to time, there's also big costs that come along. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say even my scarcity as a, as a kid, like I thought when my parents got divorced, that's when I really started to learn my judge the I'm not enough judge, right? You're my, not like, good enough. You're not good I enough. I know, absolutely not. And of course the judge comes in and enrolls their accomplished saboteurs and says, well, then you better be successful because your parents, if they're not going to be together, you're going to starve and you're going to die. 
So what does the judge do? Pulls in the hyperachiever. Better go build some businesses. So that's why as a 12-year-old, I had five jobs. I was doing a paper route, and then I did door-to-door selling, and then I did one lawn care business and another lawn care business. Like All of that was coming from the tag team between my judge and my hyperachiever. Yeah, and my golly. You know? Well, you know, the, the, these, these, uh, we all have the judge, as you say. We all have the judge, and I have personally the judge, because why would anybody listen to this character from Western South Dakota when you're living <laughs> in the big city of Chicago or New York? You know, so you're not good enough to do that. And then depending on your family background and your family growing up, and in my case, it was my father was an alcoholic, and, and so I had to, I had to achieve. I had to, I had to be a hyperachiever. You know, and I was a smart guy. So I also used, you know, logic to me was very important. So it was P implies Q. You have to, you know, logic. So I became a hyper rational, you know, and then each one of those things, the hyper achiever came at a cost or the hyper rational came at a cost of relationships. It became numb to things like that. Did, did, did that sort of thing fall into oh. your experience as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I think it's funny. It's easier. Once you have this operating system, you can go back and look at all the other things that have happened in your life to bring you to this moment. So similar to you, like I saw immediately, oh my God, my mom is one of the happiest people on the planet until she's not. And when she's not, then she falls into her victim. So her judge enrolls her victim. And the interesting dynamic and interplay there becomes really fascinating as that tag team occurs. Because you're going from one place where she's like the happiest person on the planet to, oh my God, the sky is falling in an instant. Yeah. It's like, it's like, there's no, it's like binary on off. One minute I'm this and next I'm like, ah, everything's terrible in the world. Ah. And it's just fascinating to me to see like how a simple connection with the judge immediately pulls in her victim and then her hypervigilant. And you see the domino effect happen. Oh yeah. And it's like, I look at this and I'm like, oh my God, five minutes ago, she was the happiest person on the planet. A comment was made by someone and immediately the victim, why me? Why has this always happened to me? The hypervigilant, like, how's my life going to be destroyed? Like, where are we going with this? It's like a roller coaster. And you're like, oh my God, stop. I need to get off. This is just intense. Yeah. Oh my golly. You know, the, <laughs> and they, 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 there's countless examples of how these okay. saboteurs tag team and so forth. And in my own coaching practice, I deal with people in, uh, in different career crises or different career challenges. And uh, typically, they, I deal with very bright people who generally get bored and frustrated in their job because they're not moving fast enough and that sort of thing. And then uh, a headhunter calls them and, and uh, talks about a different job somewhere else. And, and, and they, they listen to the headhunter and, and uh, it sounds great. And these saboteurs come along and like the restless comes along and say, the grass is greener on the other side. And, you know, they may overcome the judge by saying, oh yeah, you can do this. Well, it turns out it's the same job, only it's a different town. And so these tag teams come along and really do damage to bright, young, enthusiastic and ambitious people who may take a different job for the wrong reason. Exactly. And, and blur their skill profiles and it damages them down the line. And curiously, Bill, from my own experience, it's the really, really bright ones that get damaged the most. 
Well, and Charlie, what the recruiter doesn't tell you is you're still bringing you to that next job. <laughs> yes. And all your saboteurs. Yeah, that's so right. Like, you know, the, the whole thing about the restless is, oh, it'll be greener pastures over there. Like everything will be better. Absolutely. But I, see this, I see this all the time. It's like, I see clients as a coach. I see clients who go from job to job to job thinking that the next job is going to solve all their problems without actually going inside and seeing exactly where the problems are emulating from. And it's fascinating to me when someone actually takes a time out before changing jobs and says, great, whether you change jobs or not, let's work on what is the interpersonal dynamic you're experiencing right now. And they start to reflect, oh my God, here's where it's coming from. Like my hyperachiever is telling me that I'm not getting the promotions fast enough. My restless says that I shouldn't be staying in this job because I need to go to the next one. I need to have like five more careers before I'm 40, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, right? All these things are happening. When you start to unpack it, you're like, oh, I can relax now because if I can think all these different tag team saboteurs, if I can get their number and see where they're at, then I can actually say, well, hold on a second. I can be more in a space of possibility of how can I change my environment by changing myself? Yeah. And that's power. Oh, that's for sure. You know, and, and another career crisis that people run, run into rather than being bored and frustrated in a situation is periodically, and it's almost inevitable these days that you're going to either get laid off or, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to use the word fired, but that's basically what sure. it is. And then all of a sudden, uh, you find yourself out of a job and all these saboteurs come piling up on you. The judge, see, I told you, you're not good enough. You're not, you're no good. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, you know, to get out there and try to find a new job, it's going to take a little bit of work. So the avoider comes up and says, ah, you can do this tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> tell exactly. me about, you know, in your own experience of, of uh, people that you've seen that have run into the been being let go or being fired or, or out of a job and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's really fascinating because it, it, you would think, initially I would think that it would be like one or two, like the avoider and the victim, right? Like that's what I'd see. Yeah, oh yeah, victim. I see the entire gambit, right? I see the entire gambit. So what ends up happening is, is that you have people who when they lose their jobs, right? There is definitely the victim of why me, why now? This always happens to me or the hypervigilant of like, I'm going to starve. Like I'm literally not gonna get, I'll never work again. Yeah. And this was, so all these things start to comp compile so that when they start going out to get a job, there's a desperation even in the interview. And so it actually self-sabotages where they could naturally transition from being fired or let go into their next job. They're so in their saboteurs that they're bringing that into the interview. And whether it's victim, avoider, hyperachiever, you know, whatever it is, that that energy comes across and suddenly, oh my God, there's no there there. So what ends up happening as I see it is, is that all of these saboteurs that start to play off of each other is that like, for example, the victim enrolls the avoider. So if I feel the victim, then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this because it's painful. Right. So then my victim and my, 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 uh, my avoider uh, start playing together and then say having a field day. Well, it could also be then my hypervigilant of, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to pay, pay uh, make rent that comes in with a hyperachiever. It's like, well, then I'm going to apply to a thousand jobs. They can get out there. And then of course, like when you get the callbacks, you don't have the time to schedule an interview. If you can't make the interview, how are you going to get the job? Right? So it's fascinating because you look at all these, the ways they show up are different, but the, but the whole idea of one or more of these saboteurs showing up in this moment helps pin us down and keeps us down 
as opposed to allowing us to evolve yeah. and go to the next position. Well, you know, and I've seen circumstances, Bill, uh, back in my career where people have been let go of a corporate, you know, high level people being let go and go to these, uh, what they used to be called outplacement firms. Yes. And I've seen circumstances where a person would be in an outplacement firm, but would not tell their spouse. Yes. They didn't have a job and they would go, uh, now I'm not sure what, uh, what, what, what saboteur is working there. I mean, it's judge, you know, uh, total judge. And, and I think there's, there's also the idea of, of uh, avoider to tell the truth. Yeah. Like I don't want to face my reality. I don't want to be able to, I don't want to, my, I, my wife is depending on me or my spouse thinks that I'm the breadwinner in this particular relationship. I cannot possibly tell that person that I no longer am employed because of all the other things. So what happens is they get enrolled by their hypervigilant. They get enrolled by their victim. They get enrolled by their avoider. What ends up happening is it actually creates a bigger disaster because now the spouse thinks everything's fine. And suddenly when it does get revealed, well, now things are really bad because if you thought the judge was bad when it was self inflicted oh. you've held this from me. You lied to me. I How know. could you do this to me? Oh my God. Now the saboteurs are at their peak. You know, I you're know. Like, ah. They gang up on you. They gang oh. up on you. And you, you, and you, you run, some of these folks run into this situation where their, their severance is being, is running out. Yeah. And they run, get down to the point where the money that they've got coming in uh, is being exhausted. So they're faced with taking a job yeah. that comes along that might not be the right one. And then, and then the saboteurs come together and, and tell them lies like, oh, go ahead and take this one because it'll be all right. And uh, I'm not sure I understand the teamwork involved in some of these saboteurs that sure that occur in those situations well so it could very easily be a pleaser where essentially like yeah, the, yeah. The spouse right this spouse example you just used i want to please my spouse so i'm going to take anything so yeah. that i can just get money back into the table the pleaser then can enroll the restless to say okay well we'll just take anything because th this will be a little bit better than what we have now and then we can always change it later and right. we don't have, and I don't have to, and I don't have to uh, listen to the judge anymore that I'm not good enough because now I've exactly. got a new job somewhere, but oh, I'm unhappy. <laughs> and that's just it. So I'm unhappy because I'm giving it all away and my pleaser is just completely depleted. And then what's left over, then it's like, well, what is the pleaser enrolled? The victim. Oh, this always happens to me. I always do so much for everybody else and they never do anything for me. Right. So you start to see like what's fascinating about these combos is that literally anyone can enroll the other eight. Oh, they do. They do. Right? They do. It's incredible. You know, another example is uh, I had a friend who was a, was a client who was a chief executive officer of a big organization. It was a, actually a, the Chicago Board of Trade. And uh, he, he was exceptionally gifted in terms of being able to do his job. He'd go to work in the morning at four o'clock. Yep. And by nine o'clock in the morning, why well, he'd be done. I mean, and he was bored stiff. And, and you know, uh, in, in terms of uh, what to do, uh, you know, the, the only counsel that I could give him at the time was he wasn't really, I got him on the board of the Joseph Schlitz Brewing Company. Oh, cool. And I got him on the board of a, a board of trustees of a major well-known Irish university. And, uh, so he, it turned out to be 
not really good at doing all these jobs in the amount of time that he had. I mean, what, what saboteurs were involved in this whole thing a little bit? I mean, yeah, you know, I see a couple of options there too, right? And it's the flavor will be what resonates for him particularly. But again, yeah. that boredom, right, can lead to restless. And the idea yes. of being on multiple boards, that's an easy restless thing. But then if you think about what the boards he's on, when they're asking him to go be on the board, is that his pleaser? Right. Yeah. Is that something else? It's like, yes, of course, because I, I'm bored in my job. I'm restless here. But I also think, oh, you know what? I don't really even care about that company, but I know that I'm wanted. So therefore, I'm going to enroll myself into this thing. Yes. Or it could be the controller saying, OK, now hang on a second. Now I'm on the board. I'm going to get to tell people what to do. And I don't <laughs> feel like I have that autonomy in my current job. So by being on these boards, I can tell everyone else what to do. Or it could be hyperachiever. Look at my resume. I have all, all these boards. Isn't that amazing? Like, look at how powerful and important I am all of that shows up right That's so which tough. is it which is it for him right? so you can see Amazing. it right yeah. you know then we then we move on in a career and that sort of stuff to the point where retirement starts to show up yes so this can be a death sentence because you know many people who are all are just extraordinarily successful are not really good at doing nothing and they're and they hate it yeah and Combining those two things is a death sentence because you become miserable. And you're not even saying that as, a, as an analogy. It literally is a death sentence. Yes. People, when the people don't feel they have purpose, they, they stop having the will to live. And so what ends up happening is they can just have their body shut down. They can start getting into drugs and alcohol as a way to do it. Or they can basically start getting into all kinds of dangerous recreational sports just to give them any type of thrill to, to, to fill that void. But when you're saying it's a death sentence, you're, you're not wrong. The, the people who, the, I see people who work into their 80s because they just can't figure out any other thing. Like I can't imagine not working. Yeah. And, I, and at first I used to judge that. I was like, well, how could you possibly do that? Like, you know, retire. Then I'm like, well, wait, what would I do? <laughs> like, if I were to stop working, <laughs> sure, like, sure. I love what I do. It gives me joy and passion and energy. I can't even imagine being in that space where it's like, oh, I'm going to go learn how to play golf and be a scratch golfer. Like, seriously, kill me now. Like, I yeah. just, that's not something I have any interest in whatsoever. So, like, interesting as you talk about the different saboteurs, uh, so many of them are there to fill the void. That yeah. like, oh my God, I'm no longer part of this organization. So therefore my self-worth is also questioned. What is my value when I'm not working? Who am I when I'm not my title? And that becomes a whole thing, especially if you've been dancing with your saboteurs all your life, suddenly you're left to face them yeah. for real. And they're there. They're still there. They're with you all the time. They're with you all the time. Well, you know, we've given some examples of how these tag teams can plague you and they, there's incredible number of different ex, uh, examples of how we can do but you know in previous episodes our coaches talked about how someone can turn down the volume of the left brain and turn up the volume of the right brain to summer the wiser self or the sage you know how does this work against tag teams and, and, and is it effective yeah so i think what's interesting about tag teams is that the the misconception is that i have to work on all of my saboteurs individually yeah. That's not true. What's interesting about tag teams is by working on any one saboteur, you weaken all of them. So the beauty of this discussion around tag teams is you actually, it doesn't really matter 
which one is primary and which one's secondary. It doesn't really matter which two or three saboteurs are at play in any given situation. If you go through and do a PQ rep, you quiet all of the saboteur voices. As you do more of that work, you sat, you literally quiet all 10 saboteurs. And even the ones you're not experiencing as much, all of them go down, which means you're leaving space for your sage to show up. And when you start to leave space for your sage, what ends up happening is you end up using the five sage powers to really connect with what you're really up to, whether that's self-empathy, self-empathy, empathy for others, whether it's innovating, exploring, whether it's you know, uh, navigating or activating, all of these things happen because you've quieted your saboteurs by doing the PQ reps. That strategy is universal and works for all of them. It sure does, Bill. And then, you know, activating the positive intelligence skills and turning down the volume of your, of your saboteurs is easy to understand intellectually, but you know, the brilliance of what Shirzad came up with is that he simplified yes. the whole concept into terms that you can understand. And he, he basically says, you know, that doing the activation uh, when it becomes necessary, it takes practice. It doesn't just take intellectual understanding. You have to build, as he called them, mental muscles. You have yeah. to develop the neural pathways and develop habits. Tell us a little bit about that and how effective are these uh, mental muscles in handling saboteur tag teams? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting because this is what attracted me to the whole platform and the operating system is that how many of us have gone to a life-changing seminar only to go back to our old habits? You know, the example I use is I spent uh, almost two years with the Tony Robbins organization doing every single conference and example that they have. And, I, and, I, and it was profound. It really was. But I would come back and essentially, no matter how hard I would work at the transformation during the week or the weekends that I would spend, the minute the things like after a couple of weeks outside of those seminars, I would go back to the norm, the norm, what I was doing, yeah. which meant like in Tony Robbins land, it was go back to another seminar, keep doing this and keep doing it and keep doing it. But the problem was it wasn't finding a place of sustainability. Now that's not, has nothing to do with the content. That content was great. What I was finding and what, what Shirzad really nailed was the mental muscle that's necessary to create lasting change. It's the habits and, that you form, the neural pathways yeah. that you form that can yeah. be measured. And, that's right. And so the neural pathways, the way that works is that essentially when we are at a place of choice, when, when we have external stimuli, our neural pathways are trying to make it easy for us to not even make a decision. So this is how we become in reaction, right? So I get an external stimuli, react. External stimuli, react. What PQ Reps does from a neural pathway perspective is it actually gives us a place to pause and make a choice, which actually changes the pathway in our brains from not immediately reacting. So you say something that is quote unquote triggering to me, I react. Right. Yeah. This is how most people go through life. They react, react, react. You know, it's like politics, reacts, you know, career, react. What this does, these neural pathways change so that it basically says, hold on, before I react, let me actually make sure I'm centered. Let me drop back into my body. Let me connect with my authentic self and then choose how I wish to respond. Yeah. Now, what's beautiful about this, I where I became an absolute believer was actually in a meeting with Sirzad when he said, time out. I'm feeling my saboteurs right now. I need to do a few PQ reps in the meeting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my 
God, I found my home because here's a place where this, this person who founded this, this architecture is living and breathing it. Yeah. And what he modeled was I experiencing my saboteurs in this moment. If I don't do these PQ reps, the rest of this meeting will not be productive. That's the beauty and the power of the operating system is that when you really embrace it at that level and you, and it sure as I can say, stop, you don't have to say, stop. You could literally start doing your PQ reps by rubbing your two fingers together in a meeting. No yep. one knows that you're doing it, but you're dropping back in your body so you can stay sage. That's huge. It is. And that's ability to actually be in the best best version of yourself. It is. And, you know, Bill, Bill, you and Shirzad uh, developed programs to introduce prospective clients to positive intelligence. And there are six to seven week programs. Just yeah. give me a brief uh, introduction or, or description of these. Our coaches out there that are listening to this, of course, know about these, but just Tell us a little, just a, very briefly, what this is all about. Yeah, so what's interesting is, is that in, two, in 2012, when Shirzad launched and became an, uh, an, a national, international best-selling author, um, New York Times best-selling author for, for his book, Positive Intelligence, he realized he was falling into the same trap as everybody else, where intellectually he'd mastered this beautiful thing, but without the muscle development, there was not going to be sustainability. So people could get it like, oh, I get that. I need to change my neural pathways. I need to quiet my saboteurs and increase my sage. What the, the six week program was an installation of the mental fitness operating system. And what it really isn't designed to do is to create the daily habits that change the outcome. And so unlike the ability to go into like a seminar where you do this intensive work and then you're going back to norm, this idea is you're creating a new normal. By doing every 15, you know, like uh, when you do these uh, 15 minutes of exercises spread out over the course of every three hours, what you're doing is you're changing your own neural pathways and you're checking in with yourself to make sure you're staying in SAGE. Why it's such an intense program in six weeks is because that's what you need for an installation of the operating system. After the six weeks, it becomes a continuous mental fitness training where you have this as a lifestyle and you change it forever. So it's like going to the mental fitness gym anytime you need it but you don't have to do it as intensely in the first six weeks. The first six weeks are really there designed to help you catch your saboteurs and really lower the volume and increase your stage so you can stay in stage and see how much better your life is when you're making this decisions from that place of stage. And it really works. Now, you've also, it works for people who are not coaches. Yes. In terms of changing their lifestyle, but suppose someone is a coach and they take this uh, six weeks and they're introduced to positive intelligence, they can proceed along a path to become certified like yes. you or like I am. And what's what's that all about? Just briefly tell well, us yeah. a bit about so, that. So, so two things on that. Um, We've, we've, we created a multi-million dollar coaching grant. And so any coach that hasn't done our program that would like to can go to positiveintelligence.com slash 100X, 100X. That is our coaching grant. We've given away over $20 million to coaches to be able to do our program for free. And so this, is, this has been where we are at. So that's the first part. But I also know that coaches are coaching coaches. Like this is part of how, how coaches support each other. And if any coach has actually gone through the six-week program with another coach, they don't need to do the coaching grant because essentially they're going to be repeating the same thing. So they can go to the other URL, which is positiveintelligence.com slash go. 
And that URL basically allows them to participate in the advanced training. And what that advanced training is, is it's essentially a six month deep dive into the work of positive intelligence. There are two tracks. There's uh, Shirzad's uh, track, which goes to each individual saboteur, each sage power, the, the, the sage perspective, and how to actually apply this in their coaching. And I focus on business development to how to apply all this great work to your master black belt trainer, which is business development. If you, you want to know it. how to get hijacked, go ask for business. Right? <laughs> <laughs> will show up. So we do all that, but the first six months gives you the foundations. And at that point, anytime after that six months, you can then become a certified PQ coach where you're just essentially demonstrating your knowledge and experience. And, but it's a membership program. So this is meant to be for life. So the intention yeah. there is to become a PQ coach as a member to continue to be able to do this work and bring it out to the world. So, so a, a certified positive intelligence coach should not only know uh, the, the elements and the, pro and the protocols of, of positive intelligence uh, coaching and the processes and that sort of thing, they ought to be able to uh, implement them you know, That's right. and, to, and, to, and to coach people that way. Now, you're, you're in the business of uh, currently developing an advanced training program for uh, positive intelligence coaches. Tell us a little bit about that, of what you can, and sure. the characteristics of what you might conceive as a, uh, or consider a, the characteristics of a, an advanced positive intelligence coach. The, the, next, the next level here is the ability for Shirzad to step back from all of this and have others be able to literally anticipate where he's going. So like, again, if you want to, if you want to be, you know, uh, do not follow with the old Chinese proverb, do not uh, seek to follow in the footsteps of the masters, seek what they sought. So the intention of the advanced program is essentially to say, let's look at where Shirzad has headed out so that anyone can step into this and become that next generation to be able to teach this work without Shirzad. So Shirzad is trying to make himself replaceable, which is a beautiful place. Oh, wonderful, a lot of wonderful. Most founders die with all that knowledge with them. You know, it's like they, they take it all with them. What Shirzad has really done is this advanced training is really intended to ensure that any coach who really wants to be in this work and pursue this can teach others the same way Shirzad has been teaching the coaching community. So that's what that's intended. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, we call it the fire keepers because we're essentially you know, keeping the fire going so that when Shirzad steps back or retires or, or whatever, whatever happens, Shirzad, that this program continues on indefinitely by having the fire keepers keep the fire of mental fitness training for coaches in perpetuity. Well, it's a solid concept and it works. And certainly I think another part of uh, Shirzad's brilliance is to keep this thing going without him. Yes. Uh, because if he's successful in doing that, this is uh, in the Navy, they would say Bravo Zulu. Uh, well yes. done. Well yes. done, mission accomplished, that sort of stuff. Well, Bill, I really appreciate your taking the time today to, uh, to talk a little bit about this crazy world of, uh, of uh, the, comp the, the, the saboteurs as they team up and and work as tag teams. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Hey, Charlie, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. So now how can someone contact you? I guess you're taking a sabbatical in a sense of being a coach, but how can people contact you or positive intelligence about the in-depth PQ training and the steps to become certified? Yeah, for sure. So for certification, 
Um, if you have not taken the foundational six or seven week program from us, then as a coach, you can get that for free by going to positiveintelligence.com slash 100X. If you have done the six week program or you've completed the 100X program, you can continue on your advanced training to become certified by going to positiveintelligence.com slash go. And, and what we do is we have four launches a year. So if you go to that website and it's like, we're not open enrollment, then you'll be, uh, you can put yourself on a wait list and be notified the next time we open enrollment. And then that will allow you to join us in the advanced training. Well, I would certainly in, in, in encourage any coach that uh, is interested in really getting involved in this to, to go to positiveintelligence.com and enrolling this. And am I correct in saying that positive intelligence, certified positive intelligence coaches who operate, who run these pods of these seven week training programs, people who participate in those pods become eligible to be yes. to move on. That's correct. So yeah. essentially, if you've participated in a pod, then you can go to the slash go, you know, positiveintelligence.com slash go. And that's how you can sign up for the, the rest of the advanced training to become certified yourself. You Absolutely. Bet. And I would, I would certainly recommend to everyone that's a coach uh, that you want to get uh, another, another uh, tool in your belt. Absolutely. It's a powerful tool, like a jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to, to get involved with positiveintelligence.com and you'll be involved with people as like Bill and Shirzad and, and have a lot of fun. Well, Bill, thank you so much for participating. And I want to uh, tell folks uh, that are listening that you can contact me if you want, and Absolutely. I can lead these pods as well. And I've done about seven of them so far. My coaching website is charliejackcoaching.com or my podcast series, the one you're listening to right now, is podcastpq.com. And finally, I'd like to thank uh, you for joining us and we'll see you soon in our next, next episode when another certified positive intelligence coach and I will talk about the important topic of finding the gift, the three gifts technique in any particular negative experience. So thank you all. Thank you, Bill. See you later. Ciao. 